Hey folks, welcome to the Fuck of the Podcast. Uh, this week, fun subject, critical race theory. Yep, you know your kids are talking about it. Everybody's wanting it. The uh, new Happy Meal, the critical race Happy Meal is, uh, you know, flying out the stands. Everybody wants to talk about it. No? All right, yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hot subject, but I wanted to pick at it for a little bit because I've been reading up on it and just trying to find, like, okay, what's the big deal on it and everything else. So we're going to get into it. Uh, little note, <clears throat> I see it's already happening here, uh, I may pause or sometimes it's going to jump or hiccup a little bit on there because one thing that's happened to me since COVID is that I start talking for a little long and I just start coughing like crazy, I get this really bad itch in the back of my throat. Ever since Omicron, that's one thing that's like been left over. Plus, my voice has been a little scratchy and everything else. So, excuse me for doing that. I, if there's pauses that you're like, hey, what the heck? It's because I am about to, like, cough my head off or something like that. Uh, other than that, um, I want to delve into this. I want to have an even hand. I want to answer the question. So, let's answer the question. Critical race theory. Let's just really, yeah, this is like almost like when you get into a topic like critical race theory, it's kind of like easing yourself into like a hot tub, <laughs> you know, like you got to dip your foot a little bit, move it around, see, is it too hot? Am I going to get burned? And then when you get to the, your sensitive bits, you kind of, ooh, ah, e. um, because it's not an easy subject, you know, and it is at the same time. It all depends on how you approach it. Um, I want to start doing these uh, answer the question uh, parts of the podcast because I'm not saying I'm going to supply all the answers. Somebody and everybody might be able to answer things better than I can. But my idea is that I want to present facts and get to an actual answer. That's my biggest thing. Because the problem is that everybody likes leaving it in a question because they want to sell you fucking toothpaste. I don't. I don't sell shit. I mean, I had had a sponsor in a bit, so I'm like, eh, I don't give a fuck. And considering all the censorship and bullshit that happens out there, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to present things and say, you know, here's the argument either for or against or whatever, you know? And I'm going to look at both sides and I want to hear from you guys and I want to hear some questions and you guys tell me, you know, you're full of shit, Juan, or right on Juan or whatever the hell afterwards. So, but when it came to critical race theory, it was one of those things that on the surface, I was reading it and I'm like, I just don't understand. This is just people being dicks. Then I got more in depth to it and uh, I had to get into it. But so we got to explain to ourselves, all right, what is critical race theory? What are we looking at when we talk about that, you know? I looked at a couple of articles, I looked at a couple of different things, and I was just like trying to get out of it. My main thing was looking at what is the curriculum, right? What is, what are you? Um, what are you teaching to people? What, what is, the, what is the, the main idea? And so one of the things that gets into is um, the critical race theory is a way of understanding how American racism has shaped public policy or the, or divisive discourse that pits people of color against white people and so that's where a lot of liberals and conservatives have a disagreement 
Um, you know, the thing is, you got the situation where it's like the fucking Simpsons. It's like, think of the children. Um, it's in schools. So when that happens, it's kind of like, huh? But what I'm seeing in a lot of it is that, and, and it's something that has like since the 1990s. And I feel like, you know, even when I was in high school, this was a, a, a sore subject to be debated. Um, the reason being is that a lot of times, if, if you're talking about American racism, you know, as soon as you say American racism, it's like, oh, shit, it's white people, <laughs> you know, and unfortunately, in a lot of this, yeah, it is, um, but I think you could teach an internet, it's like there's an American history, and there's world history, you can teach a world racism class, and learn about all the racism around the world, and that there are racism as diverse as there are people, and so when it comes to ignorant motherfuckers, you're gonna find it all colors, um, but then it's go, getting into this issue and what's going on and uh, everything else. It's a, the, it's been around for 40 years. It's a, the core idea is that race is a social construct and that racism is not merely the product of individual bias or prejudice, but also something embedded in legal systems and policies. So what happens is there, there's an indictment in that there's an indictment to the American justice system, the American social system, the American government, everything. Now, the way we run society and say there is an inherent racism involved in it. Now, the uh, critical race theory or CRT, you know, emerged out of the late 1970s or 1980s. And it was with various legal scholars. Um, let me see here. Derek Bell, Kimberly Crenshaw, Richard Delgado. I, I didn't get to really study up on that and see what these people are about but some of the things that they talk about is really something you need to know it it does shape it because it also uh, this is the thing it's good and bad for everybody (laughs) because in the long run like a, a good example is when in the 1930s government officials literally drew lines around areas deemed poor financial risks often explicitly due to ra- the racial composition or of uh, inhabitants. All right, sorry about that. Uh, my throat was getting crazy. So anyway, going back to uh, the 1930s, uh, government officials drew lines around areas deemed poor financial risks and often explicitly due to the racial composition of inhabitants. Banks subsequently refused to offer mortgages to black people in those areas. Uh, I think that was called redlining or bank lining. That was like, and not only to the 1930s, that was only to the 60s, 70s, probably even into the 80s, secretly into the 90s. And God knows it's probably like that now. Um, that's true shit. That really happened. Now, this is the thing. When we talk about history, especially, the main idea is that we there are lessons to be learned there. And those lessons... We learn it to not do them again. And there's that's a double-edged sword. Because, you know, it's also teaching the criminal what didn't work. You know? And for a lot of times in this situation, I think it's also teaches a lot of people what have they have been done to minorities and black people and people of color in this country. I think it's not only black people. I think it's brown people, too. Um, that's a that's a you know, you can go all the way back to the Wild West and Billy the Kid and see the how when Mexico turned over a lot of what is New Mexico, Texas, uh, California to the United States and how a lot of Mexicans retreated afterwards. That's a fucking thing right there. 
And again, it's because of white people coming in and doing shit. It's just fucking facts. There is no, you know, arguing here. Were there people that got along and everything was fine? Of course, just like there's people getting along fine too. But there's a lot of motherfuckers out there that if it wasn't for laws in place right now, they would fuck you. They would fuck you hard and they would fuck you over big time. And these are just the lessons of history. These are lessons that happened. And for us to go and say, no. Now, what I think fucks this up is A, it's this idea that it's just against white people. Because it's also like going also say state, all right, this is what happened to black people. This is what happened to minorities in this country. We fess up to it. It's all wrong. We're not going to do it again. All right. So what have you done since then? Because I'm not saying trauma isn't trauma. Trauma fucking sucks. All right. Uh, my father had to escape from Cuba to come to this country and get become free and built what he had. And he was able to build that. And that's why this country is so fucking amazing. Um, he had his trauma. He got over it. I, I, I'm saying that very arrogantly. I know that's a fucking arrogant statement to say. But I think that's something we need right now. We need to actually build shit and get past some of these issues on both sides. Am I am I am I saying uh, forget? No, let's not forget. But I think we need to forgive. Because by the same token, in the, in, in these in these uh, kind of things. To what end are we going to get into? I am not saying that's the right thing all the time. I understand that there is a plight and a lot of shit here. But what are we going to do? To when are we going to point fingers? Because if that, if you want to blame white people, is that the white guy that enslaved your fucking dad? <laughs> your grandfather? Your grandfather before that? No, man. And so we need to get past certain situations. And what happens is that the people on both sides arguing these cases are the most extremist pieces of shit about it. Because in the end, CRT isn't bad. I think CRT is good. CRT is just social studies. CRT is just social studies. And what you should be studying, not only on the basis of race, but also the basis of law, basis of class, is another thing that's sorely needed. These things do need to be fucking taught. We need to understand it just so we don't fuck up again and we know what's going on, but not as a weapon against a certain race. And the problem is that there are people that are famously behind it that, you know, like right here, uh, this academic understanding of critical race theory differs from representation in recent popular books and especially from its portrayal by critics, often though not exclusively conservative Republicans. Critics charge that the theory leads to a negative dynamics, such as the focus on group identity over universal shared traits, divides people into the oppressed and oppressor groups, and urges intolerance. See, this is the thing. It all depends on how it's utilized and weaponized. And you weaponize this? Yeah. It's like uranium, dude. Hey, it could power a city and give us fucking greenhouse gas-free fucking energy and clean energy and we could be fine. But if you weaponize it, it's a fucking bomb, you know? And this is like the thing that uh, a lot of people get scared about. Sometimes they think it's an anti-racism, social justice, but it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, often conflated on there. And then, you know, you have these organic, uh, or, organic, uh, conservative organizations, uh, the Heritage Foundation going after it, you know, and it's like, they're, they have a horrible fucking, like, background and bullshit. They're just, I mean, that's, they're, 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 I don't know, to, to a certain degree, they're the KKK with a library. And then you have the other side of it, uh, Ibram X. Kendi, 
uh, how to be an uh, who wrote and how to be an anti-racist. He's a fucking that that guy's just like, you know, Malcolm X's little brother pissed off. I mean, that guy's just a pissy fucking black dude. So you, you know he you know you have both sides that are just these extremists talking about the most extreme fucking things and. I think they should get together and make out. That should have happened. They should have the Heritage Foundation and all these other guys just make out or something. I think that would make out everything. Um, and and I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things in here that I'm also saying, all right, well, where is the mistreatment of Mexicans in the L.A. Basin when they built the fucking Dodger Stadium? Where are the mistreatment of uh, Amer- uh, Native Americans, uh, of gays, you know, we have to, I think if we understand the mistreatment also that this country does, and all, the good and the bad, and I don't think there's also a lot of the good, they don't talk about the Pedro Pan program for, for Cubans, why so many people run it, still come to this country, that's something too, but that's social studies, I think that's just fucking social studies, and I don't, do they not teach this anymore in school or something like that? I don't I don't get the, the situation here. So, um, you know, going on, I was reading a couple other, there was one article on edweek.org that was really good. Here's a helpful illustration to keep in mind understanding this complex idea. In a 2007 U.S. Supreme Court uh, assignment case on whether race could be a factor in maintaining diversity in K-12 through schools, Chief Justice John Roberts' opinion famously concluded the way to stop the way to stop discrimination on the basis of race is to stop discriminating on the basis of race. But during oral arguments, then Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, "It's very hard for me to see how you have a racial objective, but by a non-racial means to get there." So I, I think it's a, a back and forth on that end, you know. And the, it's one it's one of those things that you know you famously have two different ends. Uh, you know, fighting this case, I think is all about that statement. I, I think it's all about presentation, and and presentation is everything, man. And if you have a teacher that wants to weaponize this, they can weaponize it. That's I think what it comes down to. They know as soon as they say, "Okay, go ahead, teach it," you can have teachers that will malaise this and be like, roll their eyes and be like, whatever, and treat it like shit. And then the students will treat it as such. And then you'll have teachers that'll take this and make a fucking sharp point of it. Uh, you know that 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 you know and and use it to, to really divide and fuck up a class. Um, there's a, a quote from an actual English teacher. Uh, history teachers can cannot adequately teach about the Trail of Tears, the Civil War, and the Civil Rights Movement. English teachers will have to avoid teaching almost any text by an African American author because many of the them mention racism to various extents. So that is another thing. So this is not just because of a social studies kind of education; it's also just school, and and that's something that's really messed up. Now, if you're talking about now, you're getting onto the verge of censorship. And this is where now CRTA totally has my vote. Because if there's something to fight any kind of censorship and ideas and bringing them to people, then it's a piece of shit, man. We don't, we don't need it. Look, this is the beautiful thing. Have you ever noticed in the fucking Olympics? Every time... I'm not watching the Winter Olympics. Fuck you. Fuck you, China. Fuck you in the ass. Fuck you. I, I, everybody over there. Fuck that shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, I haven't been watching it. But have you ever noticed in past Olympics? When all the teams come out, then you have like the Russian team. They're all fucking Russian, aren't they? And some of the Euro team, European teams are mixed. Great Britain, very mixed team. But a lot of them kind of uniform. 
And then the American team comes out. And man, isn't that a rainbow, motherfuckers? Isn't that fucking cool? The fucking Chinese team, they like they blink in unison and shit. It's like they look scared. I mean, it's like, fuck. And then you look at the American team, look at that. I like that. I like that you can't say what an American is. That's a beautiful fucking thing. That's when you're doing your country right. You should fucking... Americans should not be one fucking racer. Look. Hey, we're a bunch of different motherfuckers. Maybe it's our attitude. And we're a bunch of cocky assholes. Maybe that'll be the thing. So, this is why I'm like... I'm looking at it and I'm more and more in support for CRT. I just know... I understand the apprehension. Um... You know, there's there, there's also that idea, the concern about socialism and Marxism. I think those things need to be taught. But again, how are you teaching it? Are you teaching it as the answer, the end all be all, how great it is? Because there's teachers that are out there doing that. Or are you teaching it as a neutral subject saying this is what it is, this is what people are going for. And then maybe even say, okay, well, why is it the United States a socialist country? What's the situation? And present the argument for it. And I, I don't mind kids arguing. I don't mind people debating. That's never a bad thing. That's how you make a smart society. Stupid people stick their head on the ground and say, I don't want to hear it. And motherfuckers like to grab a subject, twist it, turn it, and present it as truth. Real motherfuckers will sit there and mull it over and look at it. And I think as long as you can put that forward, I think it's going to be... A really, you know, something as, you know, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a, something really cool and important that we need to have about this, you know? So, I don't know. I, again, with critical race theory, I don't know if people are just fucking ridiculous or just on both sides or it's really something that we can just go forward and find. Um, let me see here. There's a couple of parts here that I really like. In history, the debates have focused on the balance among patriotism and American exceptionalism on one hand, and the country's history of exclusion and violence towards indigenous people and the enslavement of African Americans on other, but its ideals and its practices. Those tensions led to the implosion of a 1994 attempt to set national history standards. A current example that has fueled much of the recent round of CRT criticism is the New York Times 1619 project, which sought to put the history and effects of enslavement, as well as black America's contributions to democratic reforms, at the center of American history. The culture wars at all are always, at some level, battled out within schools, historians say. It's because they're nervous about, a broad social, about broad social things, but they're talking in the language of school and school curriculum, said one historian on education. That's the vocabulary, but the actual grammar is anxiety about shifting social power relations. And that's kind of how this uh, this article ended. And I think, <clears throat> sorry, again throat thing. Um, again, I, I that's I think the the I'm for that danger. I'm for that. I think I've seen too many kids get introduced to fucking Marxism to a lot of shit through subversive it's almost you know what it is it's almost like sex education it's like if you don't talk to your kids about this shit now somebody else is going to and they're just going to get a really wrong idea of it like if you don't talk to your kids about sex they're going to learn from like a fucking porn magazine or from like a porn magazine like oh i dated myself porn website and it's going to look fucking bad and the reality is you have to learn it from the side of like you know, you, you gotta learn it from a better source. That is a balanced source. 
And I think they need to be on top of it. And I think the, that principals and educators need to be on top of it. Um, I'm going to see, I, I, you know, I'm, you know what, I'm going to see if I get my girlfriend on here because she's an educator and see what she thinks about it. Um, but I think CRT, again, it, yeah, I looked for the actual curriculum to see what it is, but everything they're talking about, it's just, look, man, it's an ugly side to things. It's ugly. It is a horrible and shameful thing. But one thing is this. We are better than that now. We fucked up. You know, it, it's like looking when, you, when you're sitting and lying in bed and you're looking out into the darkness and then you look back and you're like, oh, my God, that time I said this or oh my God, some embarrassing moment that happened to you when you're 20 plus fucking years ago and you're still thinking about it like when nobody else is, you know, in a sense, that's America right now. America doesn't want to think about that. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that to those people. Oh, my God, I can't believe I said it. All right. You did it. Let's get oh, let's learn from it and improve upon it and get over it. Um, I think that's a major thing. We just have to be careful to not fuel our kids with hate either. Not give them the wrong ideas. I think that's something that needs to happen. Um, I don't know. I think it's a good thing. I think it's something that should be brought forward. Um, and I think embraced. And if we embrace it the right way and everything else, we, we can get away from it. And anyway, kids, if you're out there... You should be reading shit anyway that's not in school. Fuck what school teaches you. I was always the first about that. I I was always... I mean, I read about the horrors of the Vietnam War. I was reading about how the uh, Sandinistas were and how, you know, uh, Oliver North. I was reading all that shit when I was younger. You know, why the fuck are you waiting... Why are you waiting for school to educate you? Fucking educate yourself, goddammit. And parents, are you that much of a wonky piece of shit that you're just letting your kid walk out and then when he comes back in with some new ideas, you're going to freak the fuck out? Talk about it at your dinner table. The dinner table is the most powerful social fucking wall that you have to defend and make your castle you have out there. Um, I think those things need to be happening. So anything that causes discourse is awesome. But as long as it's discourse. Uh, the thing is, sometimes teenagers are... Di- no, the other thing. Teenagers, you're assholes. Nobody wants to talk to you because you're just so obstinate and stupid. It's like fucking hard to say shit to you. And you get into your own little fucking world that's really annoying. So after a while, we're just like, fuck it. I'll talk to them later about it. So think about it and make see if you can be a little open-minded like you think you are. Um, so yeah. So to answer the question... CRT is not bad. It's not an evil thing. It just depends on how it's used. Like I said, it is like uranium. You can either power a city and clean energy, or you can make a fucking bomb out of it and kill everybody. It's uh, it all depends on how it's used. And I think it's a it's a curriculum that we have to look at. But I think fuck yeah, teach it. This is social studies. This is the kind of shit that you need to know. And and the good and the bad. It shouldn't just be just that. The good and the bad. And all the different angles of it. It needs to be more comprehensive. Um, So I'm all for it. I think it should be going forward. And if not, goddammit, there are bookstores. There's Amazon. Go buy a fucking book. Read it. Even if it's this Kimbe, ex-Kimbe motherfucker. Uh, I mean, I talk shit about the guy, but he probably has some good points in his book. I've I've read some articles of his, and he's kind of a racist asshole. I just don't like hate racist people. Um, So, yeah. So put put it together and uh, don't be afraid of the truth. You know, the truth is a good thing. Sometimes the truth sets us free. And if you're going to lie, at least don't lie to yourself. I think that's that's pretty good, right?
Alright. Alright. That was fun. That that was calming, right? <laughs> Everybody's okay after all that shit. Right? Nothing wrong. Um, like I said, I just wanted to answer the question. That was one of my, my main thing. I read a couple of different articles. There was a main article that I was reading that I will try to put the link in the introduction if you guys want to look at it. I found it to be the most um, factual as far as presentation. Um, other articles I found either just ridiculously to one side or another. But, I mean, most of the time people aren't... I think it's like most people are for it. They just don't... Again, like I said, they don't want to pull it, it, it pulling one way or another. So I would say read, figure it out, and everything else. Is there anything else you guys want me to answer <laughs> or find an answer to? Uh, hit me up. Uh, you can always email fwakata, F-W-A-C-A-T-A, at gmail.com, or go to fwakata.com, or go to fwakata on, on Instagram or Twitter. You can always hit me up with a question. I, will, I try to find an answer and put it together here in the episode um what else all right this weekend i got beyond comic-con in north miami uh up in uh the uh, north miami beach uh that should have links probably on my website and everything else and then a week after that i have miami miami comic-con on the 29th yeah because it's a leap year i think it's the 29th which is a sunday so i'm going to be doing two con appearances um putting comics together putting some stuff together i'm doing some uh illustration this week i gotta see if i put that recording up today um illustration this week for miami bourbon society and then i gotta finish up my comic books meanwhile at the shop we got new comics today yeah this episode going is going out a little late again super busy with the shop and what are you, what are you gonna do you got you know you gotta work you gotta do your thing and it, it takes a it takes a lot of flapping to get this thing off the ground uh thank you guys so much uh i will be back next week if you have any questions let me know thank you guys little uptick again on the the listeners hopefully i am you know uh entertaining you educating you empowering you and all that good stuff and then that let me know and if i am let me know and you know what else that's it all right i'll see you guys next week be good